A lot of times when people are indoctrinated into social media, right? Because I think Twitter After Dark is still social media and there mm -hmm. are ramifications for a social media culture, yeah. which is that com the competition is in there by nature. Right. Mm -hmm. The algorithm yeah. check is in there by nature. Wanting that blue check, wanting the next paycheck is mm -hmm. in there by nature. So as a creator, what am I going to do now so that I can stand out mm -hmm. against all the rest of the dicks out here? So that conversation is important. While it is important to be sexually liberated, it's also important to make sure that we're deciding how we play in the matrix. When do we step in yeah. and when do we step the fuck out? What's good, y'all? This is Donovan. Welcome to another episode of Stranger Fruit. Lucky for you, you are joining us for part two in our series on sex. Last week, we asked the question, are we oversexed? This week, we chat about what happens after sex. So take it from me. If you haven't listened to part one, it's pretty spicy. Go check that shit out, okay? And if you don't already know, this is a one-of-a-kind video podcast experience, bringing you unfiltered, thought-provoking conversations from some of the most brilliant young voices from the black and brown diaspora. We discuss and debate a variety of topics from politics and race to pop culture, media, and the latest news impacting our lives. Now, we may not always agree, but we are firm believers that conflict and compassion are a great recipe for empathy. If you find yourself wanting to put a face to these names and voices, you can find us on YouTube in all our Technicolor glory. Now, last week, we talked a lot about the impact of the easy accessibility of sexual content for the youth and how our upbringing has impacted our views on sex across generations. A lot of you had opinions about that. This week, we dive into hookup culture, stealthing, who exactly is to blame for bad sex, and so much more. And trigger warning, we are talking about some pretty sensitive topics here, so please usher the kitties out of the room and get ready for a very spirited conversation. Special shout out to Kumo, Nikki, Dr. Donna, Elijah Day, Isam, Charles, and my co-host Ileana for joining me for this conversation at our home studio at the Gentleman's Factory right here in Brooklyn, New York. You ready? All right, let's go. When you see people who are getting access to this type of content just through the gateway of Twitter after dark mm -hmm. or porn is that it's consequence free, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's dramatic, it's engaging. Like everybody said, the person always gets a nut. It's amazing. But in real life, you can leave sex, at least for me, feeling quite empty, yeah. quite shamed, um, wondering if I'm gonna hear back from this person, right? Why aren't we talking about those kinds right. of things? And I think this right. kind of stuff is not as sexy mm -hmm. to speak about. So how do you all feel about the other types of ramifications, the consequences, the other parts of sex. Mm -hmm. Nikki, I'll throw it to you. I think this is why I wanted to bring up that, and I hope I'm saying her name properly, the Brittany Renner situation in that we are, especially to women, we're pushing the idea that you can have sex like a man, have sex with all the people, do all the things, who cares, right? And then you're seeing girls engage in it and their spirits are getting destroyed. I personally know women who for years try to convince me like, oh, I'm just using them like, like they use us, girl. I'm the player in the situation. And then come and break down and cry to me and say, all I really want is love, mm -hmm. right? So we're not acknowledging the fact that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Should we enjoy the physical experience? Absolutely. Is there a consequence on your soul depending on who you engage with and how you engage? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to your point, we don't have that conversation because 
we're quick to say, oh, you're shaming folks for sex. No, I want to tell you what you might feel after you have sex. Have it. Stand mm -hmm. on a handstand. Bust it open for Sweet. whoever you want to. Do all of it. I'm here for it. But if you're doing it with people who mean you no good, if you're doing it with people who don't care about you, yeah. if you're doing it with people who may abuse you, that's also the scary thing about showing people things like kinks on the internet. Not everyone's going to care if you consent. Not everyone's going to give you aftercare. Not everyone's going to care if you're destroyed, right? Aftercare. So mm -hmm. we're showing people things and not telling them the ramifications yeah. of what right. could happen, how you might feel, how you might get into depression. People don't even know that porn addiction leads to depression. Yeah. yeah. And that's destroying a generation of kids. So is it good they have access? Yes. Should we let them know what the repercussions are? I think, Charles, your parents did a phenomenal job mm -hmm. of talking about how it could feel, talking about how you can use it. What are the consequences? Yeah. That's how you give a whole picture on sex. Yeah. And I think, quite frankly, everybody should talk to their kids that yeah. way about it. Yeah. And it's I have amazing. a question for you, like, um, what you were talking about in having that conversation with folks, and specifically women, about the ramifications of what sex could mean, mm -hmm. and like all of the different facets that are in, intertwined with sexual activity. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if the conversation shouldn't be geared towards them, but those perpetrators of that. And what I'm saying is that the fuckboys or the mm -hmm. ones who coerce those into having sexual relations and don't even think that it's coercion or people who, you know, lie about what their intentions are and things like that, like mainly, you know, men or, or people with penises or, or however you want to define them. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that the conversation should be more geared towards mm -hmm. them than those who are engaging with those folks, because that brings a level of shame of to people who engage in that activity. Yeah. And I don't know if that's even though we've been having this type of conversation for years, yeah and nothing has really changed right. about it. So like, how are we able, how could we be able to bring those people around who are the ones who are like enacting those, mm -hmm. I would call it violent, mm -hmm. you know, acts on these people rather than just sharing, hey, I just want to have sex yeah, and that's it. That is culture. a phenomenal point, You're talking Charles. about changing the very foundations of our culture. Yeah. Because what you're talking about here are the power dynamics that show up in the way that people want to use sex mm -hmm. as a way to bully and control others in order to get what it is that they want while being able to leave somebody as a disposable something, yeah. right? I think part of the concern is that, I think that the conversation needs to be happening on all sides oh, yeah. because ultimately, you know, I mean, we were talking about this off camera and earlier, but this idea like <laughs> your triggers your responsibility, right? So like, yeah. yes, fuck boys or fuck girls. I call them fuck folk because I like to be all inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> so the fuck folk are always going to fuck folk. Yeah. They're going to do what it is that fuck folk do. But if we are not moving with our own discernment, we allow the fuck folk to continue to have access to us. I'm looking like that's a you thing. Like when I've heard people tell me like, oh, all I do is attract fuck boys. I'm like, no, you attract all. You Choose fuck boys. Now let's talk about why you're choosing fuck boys, not about why you think they are choosing you, because I already know why they choose you, baby. You bad. And I'm looking like, who would not want to be with you? You are the baddest thing I've ever seen, which means that it's up to you now to decide who actually gets access to you. Mm -hmm. But we're not often having those questions like or having those conversations. Because even the idea of oversex and even the premise of the conversation is generally based on the fact that it's now women that get to choose. 
No one was asking if we were oversexed when dudes were fucking Talk anything that moved, right? right? It became a conversation when women decided to say, well, I'm barring access to my cootie coo unless you've got <laughs> some money or something that you are going to yeah. offer me. It is in the barring, the closing of one's knees yeah. or being able to be like, you know, you, you and you come this way. The rest of y'all can go home. Mm -hmm. That's where we're now having like, oh, see, look, they oversexed. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, yes. Because now women can choose for themselves exactly. what they would like to do mm -hmm. in a way that they were not able to before. Yes. Same thing goes with the very relationships, right? Like people are talking about like, oh, our, the relationship, the old ones of, of yesteryear, they're not lasting as long as in, in the modern day as they did back then. I'm looking like, baby, women weren't allowed to have exactly. bank accounts until the 60s. Right. So it was very difficult so to say that you're going to be out here aloof and right. on your own with not a, with nary a dollar to your name. Right. It's very different times. And I think that we have to keep all of those things in mind mm -hmm. when we're having this particular conversation. Mm -hmm. But women's empowerment, I think, yes, that's, that, that's, that's really part of it. Person's yeah. empowerment, yeah. teaching people about having and holding boundaries. Having a boundary is cute. Most people don't enforce it. Enforcing <laughs> the boundary that you yeah. say you have, right. but also doing that inner work about why is it that you believe that you only can attract this thing? Why is it that you believe that only this thing is the thing that wants you? Because I believe that you're right. I think there's a public shaming that needs yeah. to happen that is not currently happening yeah. Yeah. because we are overly accepting of that shit mm -hmm. especially in response to people having a lower self-esteem and feeling like the best way to boost self-esteem up is to bust it wide so open for this fuck yeah. yeah right yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking sorry no, i'm thinking about you know what you said how you answered the question dr donna around like shifting the culture i had watched too hot to handle and this is the exact conversation that I was having in my own head watching the show. I was like, oh, I could see how these men and these women would only want to talk about sex at that time in life. I think they were all in their early 20s or something mm -hmm. because that's number one what's expected. And that's the only intimacy that most people yeah. know is through sex, not through actual intimacy. I think that sex becomes the road towards intimacy once Absolutely. you get into long-term relationships, right? Absolutely. That's the expectation there. But when I watch a show like that, I'm like, this is socially acceptable because it's a show. It's a show that's out there. And there's so many of them, right? There's Love Island. There's all of these different shows. So how do we shift the culture then to becoming much more critical thinking rather than performative. Because what I see is that everyone's having a performance mm -hmm. around sex yeah. and sexuality, mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily embodying what it is that they're pretending to show. Do y'all have that, that all the time. Yeah. I, you know what's so interesting that I hear from men a that lot? That's a great question. Is what? that women talk a lot of shit and can never back it up in the bedroom. I hear that from men a lot. They, what does they that love mean? to say what that. What it means is that there's a lot of people, and it's not just women. I, it, I should be more general. I actually hear this from women also. That people talk up their performance. Oh, girl, I'm going to blow your back out. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to blow your mind. And then when you get in there, nothing's being blown. Nothing. <laughs> it's dry. It's, 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 it's not. Except you, you're blown. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> Look at us now, both shocked. Like, it's not, right? And so yeah. I think to your point, people have become performative also because, let's be real, sexuality is a means of currency. 
you can advertise, you can make money, you can gain followers and do all of that. So we've learned that by being sexual, I can gain something, but you don't have to actually be good at it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or know how to do it or be able to achieve pleasure. You just have to look like you can give that. Mm. Frankly, my favorite type of people are the ones that you probably wouldn't think of it and they're getting it popping in the bedroom. (laughs) Because they've actually learned their body, their partner's body. They've decreased that stigma and that shame around sex. I would love for more people to get there than just looking sexy. Right. And like I think right. a part of it, before you go Elijah Day, I think a part of it too is what we were talking about. I think a part of it, like the performance aspect, mm-hmm. is because we're just used to seeing people perform. Yeah. And, and right? Like, uh-huh. okay, so this is ha- this is happening. This is how it happens. Mm-hmm. This is what it should look like. Mm-hmm. These are the sounds that I should make. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, a lot of women who literally do not enjoy sex. Like mm-hmm. they, they yeah. it's just never been a pleasurable it's never experience. Felt good. It's yeah. never hit. It's never made them feel good. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what a I'm lot. saying. And there are a lot mm-hmm. of men who are like, yeah, I did this thing and this girl and all the No, it act, that's not what happened. <laughs> and I think that that's incredibly that's not inaccurate. What she, said. she didn't say that. But they leave without that woman ever telling them, bro, I didn't like that. That was not fantastic. So the conversation I think that it, there. yes, there's competition involved in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the, the competitive aspect is that pe- there are people who are very very sensitive about admitting that they want to be with somebody, yeah. right? Oh. Like they want we somebody spoke about this already about wanting that actual next step of intimacy but sex being a way in. How do you know what people like? Let me go watch what people like. Okay, now I know what you like. So now I'm going to reenact that. And knowing that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. I personally, like, I I love sex. I'm going to be very honest with you. However, and also, I've had a lot of bad sex. Mm -hmm. And I remember being at a point in my life where I was just like, I'm not doing this shit no more. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. This was whack. <laughs> I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way you made me feel. I, I didn't like it, and we're not gonna have sex again. Oh, you were saying you told that to to your partner? Yes, I did. I, I did. Wow. But that's what I'm saying. Then, yeah, I'm right. not talking about two years when I see you in right. Prospect Park at the layout. I'm talking. I'm telling you now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy that, mm-hmm. and I do think that the agency, right, to speak up for yourself, is not. It's not innate. Well, at least for for certain people, mm-hmm. because. Women are taught, oftentimes, you are here to please men. Mm-hmm. A lot of men in certain parts of the world will cut off the clip. They will mm-hmm. cut off. There's no pleasure mm-hmm. in this for you, sis. Except there's still pleasure. Oh, okay, Dr. Donna. We're going to put a little info right there. <laughs> but, for, but, but the goal is to take away right. the pleasure for a right. woman. Yes. So you're with a man who's not pleasing you. It's like, I don't really have anything to say. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be, what, protected? I am trying to make sure that I have a home to go to. In certain places of the world, it is a survival right. mechanism. As promised, I am here with a special fruit fact. So, FGM, also known as female genital cutting or circumcision, affects an estimated 200 million girls and women globally, primarily in 30 countries across Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. This harmful traditional practice often involves a partial or total removal of external female genitalia for non-medical reasons, usually tied to cultural, religious, and social norms within families and communities. Many proponents of FGM aim to reduce or eliminate sexual pleasure in women to control their sexuality, an intention widely criticized and deemed a violation of basic women's rights and bodily integrity, and rightfully so. Yet, despite the oppressive practice, like Dr. Donna said, it's important to note that some women may still experience varying degrees of sexual pleasure, a testament to the diverse and complex nature of human physiology. Here's what I want to point out. FGM's detrimental effect on women's sexual satisfaction is part of a larger narrative on global female sexual health. According to a comprehensive study published by the Archives of Sexual Behavior, 
approximately 75% of all women do not always reach orgasm from intercourse alone, emphasizing a widespread issue beyond the scope of FGM. This statistic is even more concerning for women who've undergone FGM as they face a heightened risk of experiencing sexual dysfunction. We should be asking the question, why does women's pleasure and sexual health remain a non-priority? Now I have my thoughts, and I'm sure you do too, but let's get back to the conversation. So what I'm saying is, is that there is an engine going here. Mm -hmm. Same thing as Dr. Donna, and you said too, Charles. It's like there are many things that are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's one of the education that you're getting mm -hmm. via porn. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. also another aspect of religiosity. There's another mm -hmm. aspect of where you are in the world. There's culture. another The culture, obviously. And there are tons and tons of other aspects, including your friend group, including where you are in terms of your own journey. Are you able to speak up for yourself? Right. And I think that in a lot of times when people are indoctrinated into social media, right? Because I think Twitter After Dark is still social media and there mm -hmm. are ramifications for a social media culture, yeah. which is that com the competition is in there by nature. Right. Mm -hmm. The algorithm yeah. check is in there by nature. Wanting that blue check, wanting the next paycheck is mm -hmm. in there by nature. So as a creator, what am I gonna do now so that I can stand out mm -hmm. against all the rest of the dicks out here? Mm -hmm. So that conversation is important. While it is important to be sexually liberated, it's also important to make sure that we're deciding how we play in the matrix. When do mm -hmm. we step in and yeah. when do we step the fuck out? Mm -hmm. I think the younger you are, the harder it is to decipher because there is a lack of education. Yeah. Right? But I think that that's the very definition that. of the liberation that we're seeking. Right, but the very liberation that we're actually I'm looking like not not pseudo liberation, but mm -hmm. actual real true to life liberation is going to require a certain level of education. Yeah. It's going to require open conversations and the fact that so many you like at least the ones that have come into my therapy room, right? They're like, and I'm sure they feel plenty. like they are on an ongoing streaming um, reality uh, TV yeah. service. Mm -hmm. So they are already performing. Right. They're even performing in therapy. I'm looking like, hey, anybody watching you but me? Right. So, like, you want to cut down the performance, you want to be real in this moment, like, what's actually going on, and getting them to reconnect with the bodies that their parents helped to disconnect them from yes. in the first mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. wow. And I know you've seen a lot. Oh, a hell lot yeah. Kids, right? I should have said it. Yeah. Go ahead, Elijah Day. I know you so want to jump in. I just wanted in. to add on to, like, the whole performance, but incorporating hookup culture. So, oftentimes, mm -hmm. like, through Grindr or Jacked or... Um, Tinder. Christian Mingle. <laughs> advertise, you know, I'm going to do this, I... You know, I'm into this kink. And then you get to the session, as the kids call it. Oftentimes, no one is performing to what or meeting the standards that they intended to do on that profile. I also experienced, which you also brought up, the emptiness. Because, you know, I complain about that session wasn't good or that dick wasn't good. But I should also be able to say, hey, I'm not liking this right now. We need to yeah. stop. I need to personally take agency in that as well. Because I am looking for intimacy. And unfortunately... I'm learning that I can't get my intimacy just through random hookups because mm -hmm. it is taking something out of me. It's not a matter of being shame of being gay, but it's ashamed of not only did I clean, shower, and shave, but I did it for this man mm. who won't call me back, right. who has no interest in me. So it's like, it's the shame in that I'm doing all this effort, stretching and preparation for a great session when in reality to them, 
it's, it's like just a, another nut. Right. So I realized it's, it can be very um, depleting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, that's usually yeah. why Thank I you encourage for people to that, have full on like conversations. There's a yes, no, maybe yes. list. I love that sexual list. Um, so good. acts that you're willing to yes. participate in with a partner. Yeah. And I'm just like, if we use, if everyone used that yes. before every sexual but encounter I do and used it and say like, okay, this is what we're opening ourselves up to. And here, what are the expectations now? What do you expect after for aftercare? Right. What do you right. need before think, yeah. we become intimate during our intimacy? Or I don't like calling it intimacy because it feels unnatural. I'm like intimacy <laughs> is everything that's not sex. Sex is sex. <laughs> right. But I mean, yes, sex is a way to be intimate, but damn. Yeah. But what do you want before the sex? Like, what does that look like? Like, how do you receive care? What are the things that help you to feel seen and cared for before sex? What are the things that you need during sex? What are the things that you need after sex? We are not having those conversations no. because we watch too much fucking TV that right. tells us that all the magic happens in the sex, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, you, you know that you're meant for each other. <laughs> but and someone's gonna run through the airport yeah. for you, screaming. The top of that yeah, but but That's also a, there's also a conversation around safety too because yeah, I'm looking yeah. at you thinking, wow, I wish that I had the mindset to be able to do that when I was considered promiscuous or whatever. But I also didn't feel safe telling the other person because right. one, there was a lack of oh. knowing them, right? They're a new person. I don't know like what they're capable of. And just as a woman, to be honest, I don't feel safe doing a lot of things around men because I don't know what they're gonna do, how they're gonna yeah. treat me. Are they gonna cuss me out if I tell them I didn't like this or that? Are they gonna run me out the door? Are they gonna stab me? I don't know, like, you just- That's a great question. Such a great perspective. This is a rule of thumb I tell people. And this is the thing I live by. I have never had bad sex. You know why? I don't sleep with people who won't talk to me. If you will not talk to me, you don't care about my pleasure, and that's a fact. Yeah. So you're so not into hookup culture at all? It's not that I'm not into hookup culture. Mm. You're going to talk to me first. <laughs> you're going to find out who I am, what but I like, that how I give it up. But is hookup culture that doesn't hook up with Sam's no, talking? So, oh, so maybe I'm not. Yeah, well, so no, that's my point. Is a lot of I don't know, though. I don't know that. Well, my how do you get consent? Oh, girl, <laughs> let me... That's how to be a conversation. Look because the app, in the app, in the app that you find the sex on, it says, meet me here. That's all it is. That's plenty consent. But that's my point, is the amount of people complaining about bad sex are partaking in hookup culture. If there was no conversation, you thought they were going to know exactly how to hit it? Never. How would but that But that's not been? necessarily true because people who By are magic. married also are having bad sex. Right, but, but they're also, not talking either. Motherfuckers not talking. I'm talking about bad, bad sex. So it's and communication. I've said it once and I've said a thousand times. Yes. If you having bad sex, that's your fucking fault. No. 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 I mean, I mean, no. damn, Dr. Donald. No. It's your responsibility. No. If you refuse to tell your partner what the fuck you want mm. and you keep sleeping with motherfuckers who don't care about your pleasure, Somebody's at fault here, and it's not just that moment. No, I get that to a point, but my thing: if the dick ain't long enough, it ain't long enough. <laughs> if it ain't jerky <laughs> enough, it ain't jerky anyway. enough. It ain't wet enough. It ain't wet enough. Yes, I can consider. Lou will make hey, it wet babe. enough. Well, no, so I can say, hey, babe, I don't like to let me switch position, but sometimes it's just you not know. Hitting. Right, because you don't yeah. always need a big dick to hit. So I agree. <laughs> yes, you need to take control of your orgasm, but sometimes if there's no connection. Or right. if you just not vibing, it's just not vibing. But also to add on, yeah, there are communities where you do talk about 
expectations before sex, during sex, after sex. As someone who's into like kink and BDSM, that's always a factor. Yeah. But mm. when it comes to hookup culture, we do discuss. We say, hey, I want this. I want that. I don't know. Yeah, kissing, no eye contact or that. The issue That's is different. the actual follow through. And again, yes, advocate for your orgasm. Kuma, I want to get you in. I know you, you wanted to say something as well, Charles. I just wanted to add that even though we can put all these, like, these are my expectations during mm -hmm. sex and this is what I want to do, we still have predators who still violate you in those moments. Yes. And like, for example, one of the things that we're not talking about is stealthing. I think that's how you say yes. it. Yes. Stealthing. 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 When you take when off the condom. Oh I didn't God. even, yeah. I didn't know about that mm -hmm. until I watched I May Destroy You. Yeah. And I was like 28. That was a great you know, scene, yeah. so, a part of rape culture it's, is it's that rape culture. Yeah. So it's like I didn't know that until I I was like I watched that show and I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm I've had niggas take off their condoms. Mm -hmm. So have I been? You know what I mean? So right. like rape. Yes, so you have there's so it's like weird. And I think that if, if you can put the expectations there and everything, but it's like you still won't be safe, right? Even with your intimate safety is not guaranteed. And it's that not. Is but that's something we're also not talking about that is in life. Right. Which that's I was true. awful like, yeah. I'm looking like you put on the seatbelt in the car, you follow the traffic yeah, but laws. That's different. And right. Yeah, that's that's, different. That, that's, that's that, being that, violated though is different yeah. than just yeah. 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 I'm not saying that it's the same. I'm saying that you do the part that you can do. You can only do the part that you can do. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are going to be people who are reckless assholes who only want to take from you. This is always going to be true. You still get to make as many choices as you can up until that point where somebody takes your choice. And then the aftercare of that is gonna be, okay, well, what do you need to do next in order to regain, in order to heal? And, I mean, we are in toxic positivity culture that says you can't even mourn that type of shit. Toxic they, positivity, that's a whole other episode. And you brought it upon yourself. And I'm just like, no, you didn't bring that upon yourself. You got to the point where this is what I consent to and somebody decided to overtake that. That's no longer sex. That's now rape. Yeah. We're not even that's having the same You can't call that bad sex. That's yeah. violation. Yeah. 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 And that's why I'm saying yeah. that. I want us yeah. to divide it because yeah. that shit is not the same. Right. There's right. a difference between someone saying someone is swimming and someone is drowning. I'm like, yes, both motherfuckers are in the water. But yeah. they're having very different fucking experiences, which means that rape is a rape conversation. And I thought we were talking about sex. And I'm looking like, that shit over there. But it no, happens, no, but no, it happens no, 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 no. during one, one second, yeah, it's one a second. Part of it, let me, it's let, a part of it. I, I, yeah, I just want to say, like, though. being dad really quickly, yeah, is that, like, hookup culture does not have the nuance to take care of you and your sweetness and right. your needs. That's not what it is. No, so not if, at all. So get that out of your mind. It's not a thing. Hookup culture does not care about you wanting to get rimmed or wanting to get your... I'll tell you what I have to do to get you in a room to do whatever it is right. that we're supposed to do. They don't... The people don't give a fuck. So no. let's just dispel that myth to and, your point. And that would That's be Sans technology anyway, because oh. when I was before Instagram, before Tinder, before any of this, well, I was going to the club and we were hooking up and yeah. there and it was the same imagine? experience. Oh my yeah. God. Exactly. Yeah. People, people yeah. are going to people. Say. Dad here again. Listen. Hookup culture has become a significant part of the social dynamics, particularly among younger adults. While this shift towards more casual dating and sexual encounters has become embraced by many as a form of liberation and empowerment, there are notable concerns that warrant attention. Yes, a cornerstone of this culture is a strong emphasis on safety and consent, which are absolutely critical in any sexual engagement. But check this out. Data from the National Sexual Violence Resource Center indicates that nearly one in five women have been raped at some point in their lives, often by someone they were dating. 
Also, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence reported that one in three women in the United States have experienced physical violence by an intimate partner. One in three. These sobering statistics highlight the importance of vigilance and informed decision-making within the realm of hookup culture. Educating ourselves about potential risks, understanding how to navigate tricky situations, and fostering a keen sense of respect for our own boundaries and those of others are all critical to minimizing harmful experiences, okay? Now let me just calm the hell down and let's go back to Charles in the studio. What I'm about to say my uh, Shake the table. Baby. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Let's so, go out of the bank. Let's go. I'm just very curious about the perpetrators. Mm, like yes. I'm very, very curious about that because growing up um, as an athlete in the locker room, seeing the dynamics of male relationships, specifically straight male relationships and how they talked about sex and how it was like a conquest to enter into somebody and then come back to your boys like, hey, yeah, da, 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 da. and there was like, there was a celebration of how many people you slept with, how you did it, where you did it. There were even conversations about if how many times they text you and you didn't text no. them back because that showed how amazing Powerful. you were, how, how you were this alpha male. And I'm like, wow, okay, so what is breeding that? Because mm -hmm. those kids are turning into these men or turning mm -hmm. into these people who are enacting these acts of violence. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how can we stop it there? Yes. What, can, what can happen at that age, at that time, and even you know, folks who are older, mm -hmm. so that we don't have to deal with this, so that people aren't harmed, so that people don't have to deal with wondering if they were raped or not, or if they were stealth, or, or whatever you want to say, right? So I'm like, I would really love for, and I know it has to be on all sides of the coin, but I feel like we've been having that conversation about protecting yourself, protecting your energy, making sure that you go through all the steps. And that's a lot of work yeah. that you're putting on people who are just wanting to have meaningful experiences, right. wanting to enjoy a sexual encounter with somebody mm -hmm. instead of being having the focus on these folks yes. who think that it's just willy-nilly out here. You can just bang and then leave. And okay, that's if that's an agreement that you had with one another, then okay. But if it's something that you continue and perpetuate against other people, yes. how can we stop that? Yeah. What exactly. can, what are, yes. How can yes. we go to those people and tell them there is another way? There's yeah. a better way. Because this is actually harming you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Absolutely. That, that's every, all these and conversations. And that was the are, conversation that we were having, I feel like, as a generation, millennials were having that around rape culture. Because things are a little bit different now than it was before. Mm -hmm. Where, like you said, you didn't even know that that was rape. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I didn't think were rape, and now I'm like reconsidering my whole 20s yeah. because I'm like, oh shit. Yes. Yeah. But that was not a conversation we were having. Now we're having that conversation. So it's like, yes, let's progress, but also the critique around, you know, the reason Me Too became a movement is because people were like, we're pretty much done not having the conversation around how problematic this is mm -hmm. and how socially acceptable it is to be a predator. Mm, and which came with women's empowerment. Yes. And so how do we shift the culture now towards being more socially acceptable to have the conversation around intimacy rather than just sex? Mm -hmm. Right? And y'all can answer that question in the <laughs> comment section because we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I want to thank all of y'all. This was a very energetic, enriching conversation. I feel like 
I got a lot of perspective, but I think that the question that you actually ended on is a great question for people mm -hmm. to talk about because if we're going to move things forward, we obviously have to have a more full conversation. We know that folks are having sex, but are we doing it properly? Are we ultimately having conversations about that? I hope that this can be a bridge to what you're describing, Charles. So thank you, Dr. Donna. Thank you, Isam. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Kumo. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Elijah Day. Ileana, you are dope. All right, that's a wrap. Charles gave us great food for thought. When will we become a society that holds predators accountable? I think things have definitely changed, but we have a long way to go. And sex is great, but so is emotional intelligence and honesty and integrity. I say, let's step our game up in and out of the bedroom, okay? Thank you so much, everyone, for being here with us. And don't forget to follow us on social media at The Stranger Fruit and let us know what you thought of today's conversation. We love hearing from you. And if you did enjoy today's convo, show us some love by leaving a five-star review and get us in good favor with the algorithm guides. Until next time, be kind, be curious, and be fruitful. Peace.